It's time to talk about jobs. In fact, millions of Americans are leaving their jobs, according to the latest JOLTS report. Let's discuss this further. Mark Hamrick is with us, senior economic analyst at Bankrate.com. Dana Peterson, chief economist at the Conference Board. Thank you both for being with us. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. Over 4 million jobs that are open um, and people are quitting. It's amazing. What's going on here? Yeah, 10.4 million job openings in the latest month and uh, a record number and level of people that are quitting their jobs. You know, Cole, uh, what's that old saying about may you live in interesting times? We've had that uh, in droves over the past nearly two years, and this is just the latest thread. But, you know, uh, this is part of the tension of reopening of the economy. Uh, underscored by the reckonings and epiphanies that workers have had over this period of time. Oh, and by the right. way, inflation is exacerbating their lack of real wage gains. In other words, undermining yeah. that prospect. And so, uh, you know, people are fed up. If they're not fed up, they just want to get more pay or better working conditions. And I think that's what we're mm -hmm. seeing. Yeah, Dana, I think that uh, we're painting a picture of what people are now after COVID. Um, you know, Mark was just saying the jolts number, 10,438,000, uh, four or five million people have fallen out of the workforce. I know women are trying to come back in. Women are definitely have been missing in action. And you talk about other things um, the, and the expectations now of workers. Workers are sort of running the show, Dana. Tell me more. Well, yes, uh, in some sense they are. Uh, certainly workers are looking for greater flexibility. They're looking for remote work. They're also looking for uh, perks and things like uh, childcare uh, that's paid for and also paid leave. Um, I think the key thing though, is when you look at how many job openings there are, there are a tremendous amount of job openings in healthcare and social services. And that's followed by restaurants and, and transportation. And many of these jobs are very dangerous in terms of exposure to COVID or require in-person activities. And many people are looking to get away from those types of in-person jobs uh, that they can't work, work remotely, right. find things that they can do remotely. Yeah. Mark, what do you think about that? Higher, They want higher wages, um, greater flexibility, maybe more of a hybrid model or even work from home in the home time. Dangers that they face from COVID to just being in cities. I mean, just even leaving your house. I think the picture in the United States of America, crime has been up. The subways are scarier, things like that. Um, I think workers have some interesting things that they're talking about, but an employer, how could an employer survive if they pay everybody more and give everybody what they want? I mean, that's not possible either. Well, it is. I mean, but they're having to compensate by raising prices, <laughs> as we've discussed. And, uh, you know, we saw this coming in a bank rate survey a few months ago where people were prioritizing workplace flexibility, hours worked, uh, the ability to work remote, along with uh, other uh, measures of job uh, satisfaction or quality over compensation. And the other part is raise your hand if you want to work with the general public these days with so much hostility out there. Look at what flight attendants, health care, other frontline 
workers are having to put up with. And so, you know, for some, they may be saying, there isn't enough money to pay me for that kind of work. And we can kind of understand why. So, uh, you know, yeah. uh, that is a pandemic impact, I think, by by and large. And, and maybe some of these things do begin to uh, even out in the coming months, but that is less than a sure thing. And I'm very concerned, Nicole, and we see that University of Michigan survey saying half of households basically are downbeat on their prospects for real income gains over the coming years. Uh, you know, our friends at the conference board know about this relationship more than anybody else, but this question about whether that dampened spending going forward, obviously going into the holiday shopping season and beyond, I think that's a legitimate question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had record quits, the highest quit rate since 2000. I mean, that was so long ago. It, it's funny how people must feel empowered or just really willing to make that kind of decision and bite the bullet, Dana, as they do that. In the meantime, the Fed, so much to contend with. I mean, the Federal Open Market Committee must have some conversations. But jobs is one that's really focused for the Fed. Tell me more about what the Fed, while they're beginning tapering now, they may or may not raise rates as soon as some people are, are anticipating because they want more for jobs. Well, it's interesting. Um, it could be the case that we could be much closer to full employment than the numbers are telling us. Yeah, we can look at participation ah. rates and they're pretty low, but let's remember 3 million people retired last year, right? And that's a lot more people than usually retire in any year. And many of those folks are either concerned about getting COVID or their 401k plans fattened as asset prices rose. Uh, certainly, that was a consequence of very easy monetary and fiscal policies. And so you're missing workers that are probably not going to come back. And, and the Fed is looking at that. And in terms of inflation, I think most of the uh, a good number of the FOMC participants are saying, look, some of these pressures are probably not uh, transitory. They may be persistent. And we saw that reflected in the September summary of economic projections, where at least half of FOMC participants were calling for at least one rate hike next year. And when we come to December, we could see more rate hikes uh, anticipated by those mm -hmm. FOMC members. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mark, I mean, in fact, within the reports today, people um, have inflation expectations going forward at 13-year highs. I mean, I think Americans are very well aware that everything is just more. Meanwhile, sentiment is at pandemic lows. Um, what, what advice do you give to people you know, Mark? What do you tell them? Well, I'd go back to our bank rate mantras that include the fact that we have to save for emergencies and we needed that for the pandemic. Mm, and now people uh, are wishing that they would have done that perhaps uh, ahead of inflation. And, and now people are having to substitute or make difficult choices. Uh, and there is the very real prospect that interest rates may go up sooner rather than later. And that ends up being a, a tax or a break on the economy being applied as well. Uh, and I do think that the credibility of the Federal Reserve is very much at stake right now, where Jerome Powell and his colleagues clearly prioritize further improvement in the job market over essentially trying to restrict against inflation. And we'll be finding out in the next six to 12 to 24 months whether they made a mistake. And, you know, obviously, just about everyone in the economy is experiencing inflation right now. We have relatively low levels of unemployment. And so the question is legitimately asked, why should we balance the needs of the unemployed over essentially everyone else? And that's not an easy yeah. question to answer right now. It is a very tough position. Dana, what's your advice to folks and also reacting to some of the comments that Mark's making? 
Well, I, I guess the key thing, and, and we're a business uh, think tank, is how do businesses manage this? In addition to raising wages, a lot of businesses are thinking about automation and increased efficiency gain. So squeezing that extra hour out of your existing workers um, and also figuring out what machines can do what people used to do. And so those are some ways that businesses can help keep down costs. In terms of consumers, I mean, our own study of holiday spending shows that consumers, despite the fact that inflation is rising and they do think things will cost much more this holiday season, they're still looking to spend. And so even though uh, some measures have eased mm -hmm. a little bit in terms of expectations, they're still relatively yeah. high. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to speak with both of you. Hoping for all good things, a good holiday, safe season for everybody, but definitely a lot of hurdles that we'll have to go through. Thank you both. Mark Hamrick, Bankrate.com, Dana Peterson of the Conference Board. Thank you so much. Nice to see you both.